There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's a big voice guy, which means we are off and rolling. We are a little delayed this week just because this thing called schedules. A lot of different pressers, a uh, little shuffling every day. I'm shuffling, shuffling. Uh, yeah, but my man, JP Jacob Padilla is here. How, how you been, bud? Good. Uh, busy week, but uh, excited to take a break from all that to talk about high school sports. Yeah, with you. little high school sports as we as we do the quick rundown from the previous week and uh, some a little, a smidge of foreshadowing from what may to come. We'll start with what was one versus two is now one versus three in the current Mike Sauter poll presented by Dinsdale Automotive. Um, that's a free plug for my man, Mike Sauter. He's getting ready to cut the cord, and I think he's traumatized on it on the bone. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be okay, Mike. It's going to be okay. Get the highest internet speed. You will not be on delay that much. Maybe seven, eight seconds, and you're good. Uh, what side, WS? You were in attendance? Yes, I was. Who wasn't in attendance for that <laughs> one? So, I mean, what would what, you think? I mean, a, a lot of that kind of – we. I knew. I felt like yeah. I knew. You just don't know how it's going to play out, man. It's different for you seeing both teams. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, we saw, saw a lot of, like, Great plays, a lot of talented athletes uh, doing their thing, but the the level of play I don't think was quite what we're expecting. Maybe going in, there were a lot. What very penalties. clean was it? No, it was twenty nine penalties, I believe, yep. between the two teams. Yep. Um, there we had eighteen of them. Yeah, three interceptions uh, thrown by two pretty good quarterbacks. Um, just some interesting decisions in, in uh, key situations. So it. I mean, at the end, Westside, you're able to kind of get that little two score lead there to create that cushion. And uh, Bobby West wasn't able to, to, to get take itself out of the hole. But it was a 56 35 win. I'm not sure I expected uh, that many points. Yeah. OK, so going for I asked you the week before. Right. Because I felt like the enemy said, hey, you know, the only team to really shut down Sharmar Brown had been Westside. Westside or Bellevue West had given up almost 400 yards on the ground between arguably the top two backs and the state, right? They had seen Sharmar Brown, and then the following week it was, um, and now I'm drawing a blank, uh, Tashawn Porter, Porter. right? So we were like, oh, okay, maybe it's just those guys are really, really good. Are you surprised Bellevue West defensively isn't – better against the run yeah and this really was the first time this season that we saw you mentioned uh jamas ross was doing some stuff coming in the season yeah first game that he was able to get uh kind of going he was over 100 yards um had scored a touchdown there had a couple of nice receptions um so good to see him going at he, he had uh what like 40 yards in the first two games and they combined yeah for, 48 yards 
uh, on 20 carries in the first two games and came back here and 23 carries for 110 yards and a score uh, by my count. So uh, that, that was a huge part of it. And then Anthony Rizek, the, just the stress he puts on you with that quarterback run game. And that really was the difference. He, uh, I mean, kept him in check for long stretches of the game and then uh, Bellevue Weston and then just you make one mistake and he's gone, rips off a huge game that flips the field, a uh, long touchdown run to kind of, WS is hanging around. They're like, oh, we get a stop here. We got a chance to go down and tie the game. And then he's gone 54-yard touchdown run, something like that. So um, he, he made some game-changing plays in, in that game. And that's that's hard when you've got the running back, the, the quarterback run game. And then you've got a few guys on the outside, um, like Keenan Cotton playing well. Um, Jalen Lloyd went out there and made some nice catches. So um, just he kind of had a lot of guys firing there, again, outside of the penalties. Um West side, you guys spread the ball around a little bit, had a lot of different guys make an impact. Kurt uh, Kubrick had a, Kubrick had a huge uh, touchdown run. Uh, hey, he's, a, he's, he's a fantastic player uh, across the board. He's tremendous defensively. I mean, he's a big reason why teams can't run the ball on us. Uh, he and on the inside with Ian Bull Ryan and, and uh, that defensive line, you know, Coach Lamanji can play six up front and he rotates them in all in a hurry. Yeah. And West side, you guys held Bellevue West to about 70 yards rushing after it seemed like they had maybe found a little bit there, got the run game going with Gio Contreras after kind of an all aired out attack uh, in the first week against Creighton Prep. Um, and they really kept him in check. Um, I mean, you force Kaylin to throw the ball 42 times. Uh, he almost had close to 400 yards, but also almost had some as, mistakes. Almost as many incompletions as completions. So yeah. we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. It wasn't really an efficient day for him. And so, I mean, that, that's that's the best you're going to do, I think, with a guy like that. We gave him a couple cheapies um, on some coverage breakdowns, but I felt like as the game wore on and we settled into our new coverage, it got increasingly more difficult for him. Probably the most disappointing part of that game was the, the injuries before yeah. the end of the first quarter where your son Caleb uh, got knocked out of the game, uh, hard hit after a reception, I believe, and then um, uh, uh, Donovan Whitfield, too, for Bellevue West, their standout safety. Uh, great play on the interception, almost ran it back, got taken down, uh, illegal tackle, ended up getting knocked out of the game as well. And so both those guys, before the end of the game, two of the best defensive players um, on either side, of, uh, on either, for either team, both yeah, out for the and, game. And arguably in the state too, yeah. right? It's, uh... Yeah, two, those are two all-state safeties right there, gone before the end of the first quarter against uh, uh, in a game that there's going to be uh, that you really need every defensive playmaker capable to, to balance out that offensive firepower on both sides. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, not to be outdone, uh, as Westside finds a way to get that one done, Gretna and Creighton Prep in what was another costly game in terms of injuries, but for all intents and purposes, man, just a genuine slugfest. <laughs> yeah, it was 16-13 final for, for Gretna. Prep was up 13-6 to at, at halftime, and really it was two breakaway runs by uh, Marty Brown. Um, He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he ended up uh, twenty or 18 carries for 214 yards and two touchdowns doing his thing, but those were their only scores of the game that, and that's kind of the, the problem there. They're so reliant on him making a big play to, to score now. And again, they're still kind of figuring out the quarterback situation. Stessman is four for nine for 67 yards and an interception. Donaldson attempted two passes. Um, and I mean, they didn't have a single player with more than one reception. Um, so those five completions were to five different players. So they still got to figure that thing out. They got to figure out a way to be more balanced offensively. As good as Shamar Brown is, teams know, like, you got to load up on him. You got to load up on yeah. that run game. And uh, you're, you're going to be able – I mean, he's good enough to churn out some yards, but it's hard to sustain an entire drive knowing that you uh, you don't really have that, that offensive balance. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, too, because, uh, you know, Gretna – uh, is 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 got got some work to do when you when you think about like complete who outside of maybe west side who i think you think is the most complete especially when you think offense defense special teams is the next team in elkhorn south we're getting ready to talk about that team or do you like gretna as the next most complete team so i i haven't seen gretna yet i was planning to uh, to go to that Millward South game to get my yeah. first look at them. And um, I, I think just based on what we've seen so far, they're definitely right up there. And actually, you look at the that, that prep game, prep did a really good job of keeping floors in check. They he completed did. 30 of his 38 passes, but it was only for 206 yards, one touchdown, one interception. It was really the ground game, which is kind of counter to what you might expect in, in that game. They had over 200 yards rushing at 5.7 yards a clip. Isaiah Weber, we talked about who's going to step in from McHuber. He's continued to produce now 22 carries for 152 yards on the ground, just kind of being that workhorse. And Florida is nine carries for 40 yards as well. So um, they um, that that's kind of showing that they, they can score both ways. So credit to Creighton Preps. <laughs> Defensively, they've they've hung in there in these games. They're giving some, themso- themselves some chances. So we, we know that they've got some pieces on that end. So credit to Gretna for grinding that game out. Uh, it was 10 nothing in the second half to to win that game um, after falling behind at halftime. So I, uh, I'll have to answer that question after tonight uh, as we record this on Thursday. But, um, yeah, I think those three are probably the, the, the three that you're looking at right now in terms of can run the ball, can pass the ball, and can defend. Uh, let's, go, let's go to Elkhorn South. All right, they, they, just, <laughs> they just keep plugging along, man. And you've seen them. I, they're obviously improving. They didn't. I'm just gauging. You can say, hey, you know what, DB, that's that's not accurate. It doesn't seem like they move, move your needle, but yet a, a quality football team. Yeah. And I think probably because we haven't seen the the kind of the top teams, they've gotten to play each other. The the best team that Elkhorn South has played is Millard South, who is a good team, but 
they're down in that second tier and they're playing without their quarterback. So um, the storm haven't gotten a chance to play Bellevue West or West side, or even Crane prep who we kind of had yeah. close to that top tier coming into the season. Their three losses were against the top three teams in the state. So whereas like we're, st- we're still kind of figuring out what prep is, they- they've tested themselves against the best and the best and shown they can at least hang with those teams. So that's kind of, I think, what we're waiting for with Elkhorn South. But in terms of what they've done so far, you can only play who's on your schedule. Right. And 41-7 against previously on B and Papio South team that I know that you like coming into the season and it's got that had gotten off to a good start. 20 to nothing in the first quarter. Then they outscored them 14 to nothing in the second quarter. 41-7 was the final on that one. And again, it's the combination of Ballard underneath and then the big plays over the top with Ronner. Um, Ballard. 13 carries, 122 yards and a touchdown, and it caught a 40-yard receiving touchdown. And Ronner only attempted eight passes, completed five of them for 140 yards. Yeah, his yards per yard. completion. Yeah. I, he's got he's got to be over 20 yards per on two, the season. Yeah. Two of his five touchdowns, uh, or two of his five passes were touchdowns. Um, and he also carried the ball six times for 43 yards and a touchdown, showing he's got some of that dual threat ability. Jackson Morris Wong, another uh, big, continues to be a big play threat. 92 yards and a touchdown on just two catches in the game. Uh, heck, even Maverick Noonan got in there with a, they put him in on offense uh, to, to score the ball <laughs> at a one yard rushing touchdown in addition to a sack, uh, a sack and a tackle for a loss on defense. So, um, yeah, that's the team that's conti- that continues to get the job done. And like you said, they're in, in, in the conversation for most complete, well-rounded teams. Yeah, and in high school, you never want to fast forward. But as Elkhorn has, Elkhorn South has Central, Northwest, Fremont, Grand Island, Burke, then North. North potentially is in a similar situation when you look at their schedule as they won't see Elkhorn South until the end of the season. And in between there, it starts tonight with Benson. What appears to be on paper a very favorable schedule for North as their next are, are Benson, Central, Northwest, Fremont, Grand Island. Coming off a 48-13 win over Columbus. And I think the biggest story coming out of that is Sebastian Circo back on the field, uh, 7 for 12 passing for 190 yards and three touchdowns. Again, you talk about uh, pretty efficient passing there. Um, nearly 200 yards on just 12 pass attempts. Uh, really complete game for Trey Brown, an 80-yard rushing touchdown, uh, two catches for two touchdowns, uh, and then eight tackles on defense. And then Tayshawn Porter, <laughs> four carries for 131 yards. Yeah, I don't even know touchdowns. how that happens. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, to be honest, I, I you just don't see that very often. And I'm just thinking to myself, that's a quick night's worth of work. Yeah, I was gonna say, imagine that basically getting to take the night off without really hurting your your season averages. Um, but, and, he, and, you know, it gets another week to heal that ankle. Exactly. Uh, so it's a perfect night for him. He gets to go out there, get a couple of touchdowns, and uh, gets an easy win and doesn't have to put too many uh, too many carries out there. So, um, yeah, like you said, that's it's a really fun game that we're going to see at the end of the week. And now both teams are um, next four or five weeks here. Take care of business, fine-tune things, try to get and stay healthy, and then we'll now have that's a heck of a That's the thing, showdown. right, with what we're seeing in the Metro. It has become a – with a lot of these key injuries, it has become a season of attrition here uh, coming up. You take a look at that. So, listen, the number six, Creighton Prep, we talked about this this next team. This this was the surprise yep. of, of the week where number seven, Millard South, uh, stubs their toe against currently number nine now ranked Millard North, who, as a, again, is a team that I've studied all week on film as they play Omaha Westside. They have some pieces. 
at two and one start to the season and um acquaintance has been out they've had evan hansen step in there um got the job done at quarterback there completed five of his eight passes 72 yards and two touchdowns and carried the ball 18 times for almost 100 yards and another touchdown so he's responsible for all three of their scores um pierce mooberry has had a really interesting season um really talented youngster sophomore there they're using him all over the place. He's they just do. doing a little bit of everything. He's he's running the ball. He's catching the ball. Um, he, he's Plays playing defense. defense. So his stat line, seven carries for 46 yards, uh, three rece- three receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown, five tackles and an interception. So again, doing a little bit of everything. And I know he puts out his kind of weekly highlights and every, every week it's like that, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, making a big play here. Um, so he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on down the road as that uh, Miller North team continues to, to, to progress and, and develop. Um, so that's, the, yeah, that was, that's a huge win for them. Obviously, anytime you've got the kind of, uh, in-town rivals there, uh, I, I know that the, the Mustangs were fired up over that one. It was 2014 was the final. Um, I didn't see it, didn't get to see a box or the Miller South side to kind of see, uh, fr- from their perspective, kind of, um, w- where their struggles were, but, um, we'll see how they bounce back against <laughs> Gretna. Obviously things aren't going to get any easier. So. This team's kind of laying in the cut. They've got a big one tonight. Uh, number nine ranked, the Kearney Bearcats come to town to take on Bellevue West. We'll see who's healthy and in the lineup for Kearney, but so far up to this point, uh, they've they've been as good as advertised with Coach Cool. Yeah, 3-0 start to the season, coming off a 34-7 win over Lincoln North Star, who had won its first two games. Um, got off to a good start there. Um so, and that's impressive that the 34 points, uh, Carney's kind of gr- grinded. Obviously we saw week one, uh, against Lincoln East there, uh, real gr- low scoring grinder of a game, found a way to, um, kind of open up a little bit more. Uh, they're going to have to score some points to keep up with Bellevue West. Cause yeah. you know, uh, we, 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 obviously we know that they, they were the high five attack, even they continue the, to spread the ball around. We talked about Kyrell Jordan coming in the season. He was the one guy who didn't really have, hadn't had a huge game. And then, sure enough, against Westside, uh, he he made some ridiculous plays. Showed some great footwork. Um, and Isaiah McMorris continues to kind of rack up things, even even as he's still kind of learning about the, the Bellevue West system and what he needs to do to to play there. He just the natural talent and ability is just shining through. Yeah, I I felt like they were one too. Probably yeah. Jordan one and or maybe one and one A is a better way to look at it than McMorris, uh, for whatever the reason. You know, Dave. Davon Hall, he just just couldn't get going. Well, it's interesting. They last the previous week they put start putting him on defense, and yeah. now he's playing both ways at quarter and and, and I mean so, sometimes that'll happen, yeah. right? I don't really use that as like a, I mean, there are a lot of good guys that play two oh, ways. Yeah. I think I think managing kind of the impact, and yeah. you know, it's, it's playing complementary with him is where I think maybe you're you're getting that right. It can't yeah. always be the verticals and and the goes. I mean. Sometimes you got to get him involved in some quick game. Just get the ball in his hands because he's extremely explosive. Yeah, and that's the thing with those guys. It, um, it comes down to the play calling, who managed to beat his guy. you got so many weapons that somebody's not, you're not going to have three guys putting up 100 yards in every single game. So uh, I think Davon previous week had had a huge game. Uh, you guys had a good defensive game plan against him and other guys were able to step up. So that's that's the kind of, trap that Carney finds itself into you can't load up on any one guy because they've got three guys out there that can go single-handedly beat you over the top yeah and and right there we talked about the good Miller North win against Millard South and 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 they've got a 
They've got a big one this week against Omaha Westside. And- Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Looky here at number 10 in the top 10. The team that you and I asked about, right? We're in the preseason. Is is this the year for the Silverhawks? And are they making the statement in Lincoln? 31 17 win over Lincoln East. And uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially East that already knocked off Southeast. So you're kind of wondering kind of how all those Lincoln teams would fall out. We said probably like Southwest roster the best uh, overall. And yeah. here they are uh, off to a good start to the season. 3 0 now, again, coming off that, that win over Lincoln East. And I was, it was 10 10 game at halftime. And then they just kind of took over, outscoring them 14 0 in, in the third quarter and held on for there. They've got a, a veteran quarterback in Colin Fritton, um, who was efficient, nine of 11 passing, 148 yards and a touchdown, uh, scored a touchdown on the ground as well. Uh, Cal Newell, a running back, had a huge day, 27 carries for 161 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I know Jackson Carpenter had uh, a sick touchdown, went up and took it over the top of the defender. Um, they've got some athletes out there and, um, for, for East, they continue to, uh, the kind of ease Jeter Worthley in there as a sophomore at quarterback, he did some good things. He put up most of their yardage. Again, they've fallen back to, uh, he, he was their entire running game, uh, 20 carries for 76 yards. So, uh, and a touchdown, not, not super efficient, but, um, I mean, you probably don't want your quarterback, uh, having to do as much that's 22 passes, 20 rushes. You got to find some complimentary play from there, but fortunately for them, uh, they're able to get Malachi Coleman back on on the field. Had three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown, uh, or, and had six tackles. Um, so easing him back in there after missing uh, week two. Um, but yeah, Southwest is looking like hey, they've they they they're looking like the team to beat in, in Lincoln right now. And it's good good to have Coleman back, kind of playing and and contributing. Uh, in a way that that he's accustomed to playing. When when you take a look at 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 Class B, uh, I mean, you you look at the rankings in Coach Sauter's poll. Coach Sauter and Mike Sauter's poll. I was That's su- the other Sauter. <laughs> I was surprised to see Omaha Gross jump Bennington in the coaches poll. Yeah, I, I was talking to Mike about that because he shared it with me. There's a little bit of uh, coach shenanigans going on there with certain <laughs> certain coaches trying to uh, check their own players' egos yeah. and voting teams lower than they probably belong. Uh, but yeah, Bennington 33 win over 33 10 win over York, and you're dropping down to um, to to where they are. But um, 
yeah, I, I think Benson will be just fine. Three and a half start. You think? Uh, but <laughs> I, I guess knock that out real quick. Uh, Nick Colbert, 24 carries for 206 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, also three catches for 20 yards. Um, so, yeah, you lose Dylan Mostic. Uh, they're just fine there on the ground game. Colbert was a really good player last year as a backup for them. And now he's kind of making that spot his own. Um, shout out to Kyler Lordson, 15 tackles, including yeah, four for loss and a sack. Toast. He's tough. Uh, so yeah, Bennington loses a lot. They still got a heck of a lot back and they're going to be firmly in the mix there at the top of B, but the game that I went to gross and Elkhorn, um, and fantastic game. It was a Thursday night matchup on television. Yep. And that, that was, it was uh, gross. Ended up pulling that out 21, 14 uh, over Elkhorn. And that was what allowed them to, to leapfrog up from, uh, was it three to one there um, in Saturday's coaches poll and three, no start for um, the, uh, for the Cougars. Uh, I, I wrote in my story, but the first time since, uh, since 2008, I think it was something like that, that they've won the first, first three games yeah. of the season. They haven't had a winning season since winning the Class B championship in, in 2012. And stay right there because they're arguably playing in the biggest game of the week. Uh, yep. That's... It is Omaha Gross taking on the team we were just getting ready to get to, Blair. Blair. But Blair, the team that I yeah. said keep an eye on, even though Gross was my dark horse, something definitely is going to give this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a heck of a matchup tomorrow night. Yeah. I, I was impressed with Gross. Um and I hadn't seen them play. I'd heard some of the names. Uh, I know it's, it's funny. Uh, Sal Nacarelli, one of their linemen, uh, yeah. plays both ways for them. Uh, hey, how about pretty decent frame? Well, I. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, like, I knew him when he was in fourth grade, like yeah. this little guy. And I hadn't seen him for years. And the ghost is uh, seeing him run out there on the field. Like, dang, yeah. this, this isn't a little Sal anymore. Yeah, so he's, got uh, he's, he's grown up. Tremendous frame. And I tell you, in my opinion, that's the matchup. It it is it is the offensive and defensive line of gross against the skill and the quarterback play of Blair and Nacarelli. The thing that was impressed about him is like mobility for uh, a guy of his size. Where um, they had they were pulling him on the offensive side of the ball and me, like I saw a play where he just pounded a guy into the ground and then the next play they pulled him around to, to act as a lead blocker. Um, and then on defense, there were two three times where he made the play made the tackle downfield. Um, they got past the line of scrimmage. He pursued the play and, and finished it to prevent uh, a long run. So um, just kind of the the range that he showed off there. And they've got some big dudes up front yes, uh, on both do. sides of the ball. Yes, so, they do. Um, which opens up uh, the way for a terrific running back in Jake Garcia, who um, almost 150 yards on the ground, 148 on 16 carries. Uh, had a long breakaway 59-yard run. Um, and then – Owen Brennan ended up being the MVP of that game with the go-ahead touchdown that Sauter caught the uh, even better video of than I yeah, did. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, break, <laughs> not the greatest of tackling for, from Elkhorn, but he credit to him for sticking with it, staying on his feet, bouncing off, and then shooting straight to the end zone. And then immediately after that, he came back and made some huge plays on that next defensive stand to maintain that lead. Um, so th they've got some good players. They got some good receivers, uh, and DBs play both ways that, uh, I know Charlie Palladino was all over the field, double digit tackles. Um, and they used him on offense a little bit as kind of a gadget jet sweep type of guy. Um, so they, they've got some pieces. It's, I don't think it's a, a, a deep team, which you're not going to find a lot of in class B, but their collection of guys, they got a lot of guys that play both ways. A lot of guys that play a lot of snaps and those guys, they, they hung in there strong till, yeah. till the end of the game. Um, Elkhorn. They, uh, KJ Schenk kind of workhorse back there, 34 carries, 143 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but 
gross took the lead and credit like they're running out there old school football where yeah, five linemen, two tight ends, two running backs. Uh, they're not even playing a wide receiver on the field most of the time. Um, so they're running that option, run that downhill, uh, the fullback uh, dive, all that sort of stuff. And it was impressive the way that they were able to sustain drives that way. But at the same time, once gross took the lead and you had the clock running down, they just weren't effective to, they weren't able to be effective enough through the air to, to kind of run off that, the four or two minute drive there to, to, to answer late. So that's kind of what Elkhorn's got to figure out. They got to, um, got to be a little bit more explosive, but it, it's a good team too. Again, a 21, 14 win. I was impressed with both teams from what I saw. And you mentioned Blair. Um, that's 42, three, uh, win over Ralston. Ralston. Uh, it was 21, nothing in the first quarter, 35, three at halftime. Ralston, uh, 116 total yards. They had two completions, two of 20 passing. So really impressive defense performance and Bodie Suckup, you mentioned the quarterback there, 182 yards, uh, 12 of 18 passing, two touchdowns. Um, they ran for almost 200 yards as a team. So um, that, that'll be a fun one on Friday with, with Gross and, and Blair. And um, again, anytime great, we had multiple uh, matchups between one, two, three uh, last week. And now we got it again down here in class B. Hey, not to be outdone by C1 real quick is uh, how about Pierce and Ron Colley. If it's not Gross and Blair, then I think, and, and you're not in love with anything in Class A, Pierce and Omaha Ron Colley should be nothing short of fantastic, especially offensively. Yeah, and another big one to see one coming off the, the big 33-14 win for Aurora. Um, and that was a close one. And then 20 nothing run to end the first half for Aurora to kind of pull that thing away. And Carlos Colazzo. 34 doing, carries, doing Carlos things. 249 yards, three touchdowns. So just kind of the standard game for him. So <laughs> isn't uh, it weird when you pencil a guy for like two bills? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, multiple scores. And yeah, it's just kind of what he does. So if Pierce takes care of business against Ron Colley, we're looking at Aurora and Pierce, maybe a collision course uh, in Lincoln at the end of the season. Cause so I don't know. A little Carlos, it's, a little Ben and Carlos would be too bad. Would it? Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> that's another week man we had to go rapid fire it's nebraska preps post that's jacob padilla i'm odb we'll be back next week regular time slot we will be monday correct uh potentially yeah that's we, we have the op you have the option to go monday we yeah. gotta figure out the well, scheduling but we'll be back next week we're for sure. thinking monday but we'll let you know ahead of time that's another week in nebraska preps post game don't you dare miss us next week A Huda Media Production.